Welcome to this episode entitled, Find Peace in Leadership Storms. Top podcast fan shares her most powerful secrets from our previous guests. You'll hear from Elizabeth Herbner, a dear friend, business owner, and healthcare worker who helps people reach their goals in a variety of ways. I'm glad you're here because you're going to get the cliff notes from three previous episodes of the Courage of a Leader podcast, which provide important ahas and learn how you can create your own ahas every day. Welcome to the Courage of a Leader podcast. This is where you hear real life stories of top leaders achieving extraordinary results. And you get practical advice and techniques you can immediately apply for your own success. This is where you will get inspired and take bold, courageous action. I'm so glad you can join us. I'm your host, Amy Riley. Now, are you ready to step into the full power of your leadership and achieve the results you care about most? Let's ignite the courage of a leader. I am delighted to be here today with Elizabeth, who I'm super honored is a regular, consistent listener of the Courage of a Leader podcast that absolutely delights me. So I think of Elizabeth as number one listener. (laughs) And Elizabeth, you know that's something I've admired about you for a long time. I think it's super inspiring and an amazing life skill is that you are able to tune into yourself to see what you need and tune out to the world and find the resources that will best support you, help you get where you're going, support you in a moment. And I know that you're using the Courage of a Leader podcast as a resource in your life right now. And I thought I'd start with the question, what episodes, what guests, what leadership techniques have we shared? that have made a difference for you, that you've attracted into your life in the right moment? Yes, I started working out uh, over my lunch hour again at work. And so I just was like, well, what can I listen to? And and I was like, oh, let's listen to Amy's podcast. So I was super excited to be able to have that resource at my disposal. And also I'm super honored to be a guest on your show. So thank you for having me. I'm so glad you're here. I Because I used to work with Laura Berger. Yeah. So uh, that was a super fun episode. I really loved the neuroscience and the science because that's partially my background as well as is exercise physiology. And so I really kind of geek out with that when she was explaining all of um, the hormones and what goes on in your body. And it was really um, that was a very inspiring podcast about creating that foundation of trust as a leader because I've, as you know, myself, have not had that foundation of trust with some of the the leaders that I've worked with. And I work hard to create that in my supportive leadership role that I currently have at work. Uh, help make help make the connection for the listeners. How did how did that connect from our exploration of how our brains work? 
right? And, and how we can release chemicals in our brains and have the kinds of interactions with others that release chemicals in their brains. Um, how did that tie to foundation of trust for you? Knowing uh, with my yoga background, how your sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous systems work, a lot of it was like the body language you use with people. Like I'm always mirroring people when I'm talking to them or if they get defensive, I, I kind of back off and, and practice more compassion with them. And so that, that physical connection of that space that you share and that energy that you have with people really brought it home for me to, to have people trust you in that moment, like creating that, that safe space, that ease with your body physically and your energy uh, really, really hit home. <laughs> okay, nice, nice. Uh, I I got it. Those things that we can do to build the trust with others in the moment. And then I'm also hearing trusting your knowledge and things that you innately practice when you're interacting with others. Yeah. Nice. One of my favorite episodes was the inclusive leadership with Ellen Burton. That one that one had me really like fist pumping, like, yes, like nodding and like, ah, finally, like that was just really neat because <clears throat> the company that I work at is really working on inclusion, especially in leadership roles. Um, so it's nice to know that it's being practiced in, in a much wider scope um, and just so many interesting Things like, you know, like you're not responsible for that first initial response. You know, like if somebody says something, you're like, oh, that's innate. That's like yes. your brain chemistry. What you are responsible for is, is your second thought about that thing. So that was really, as you know, I love to like say allowing and giving yourself permission. Like that felt like a huge relief. Like, yeah. oh, like I can initially not feel great about something. And then I can flip the script in my mind. I have that control that's under my responsibility center and I can move forward positively, even if it's uncomfortable at first. Yes. Oh, you're taking me back to that episode and the brilliance of Ellen. I mean, is it, she just talks about a topic that can make many feel uncomfortable and mm -hmm. hesitant. Um, even if they have great intentions, they want to be an inclusive leader, but we can get so afraid of doing it wrong and doing yeah. something that actually offends someone and excludes them when we had the opposite intention. But Ellen makes it so accessible. She talks about it in a light way, like, hey, we're humans and we're goofy and we're going to mess up and we're not going to understand everybody else's filters and experience. And oh, I remember the the relief of we're not responsible for our first thought. Yeah. It's yeah. ingrained bias. It's been socialized. We've all got it. It's human nature. And coming back to the brains. Right. It's there in our brains to protect us. Just anything that is unfamiliar, our brain goes, danger, danger, danger. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, great. And there's, I mean, you had so many amazing guests and I, I was it Simon with the, the environmental, um, yes, Simon Bailey, yes, that, that pod like really hit me hard. Like yeah. I was like, this is incredible that he's taking this and just opening it up and putting it out there. And I, like, cause that's, you know, something near and dear to, to me as well as, is, is 
the environment and and what it's going to look like in 20, 30, 40 years. And to know that that's happening in the greater business scope around the globe was just really made me happy. <laughs> yes. That's bringing the word accessible to my mind again, mm -hmm. too, because how Simon talks about it is that's another one where folks can get overwhelmed. Yeah. Right. Okay. We care about the climate change. We care about making our planet more sustainable and just feel overwhelmed in what can one person do, but calling yeah. us all to step into our leadership, our passion, right? What do we care about? How do, how do we want to have an impact and what, what, what's the sphere of influence that we want to do that inside of what works for us? Yeah. He he makes such a lovely invitation mm -hmm. to that, and yeah, not in a way like you should. Yeah, <laughs> ah, terrific. We will get the direct links to the podcast episodes that we've talked about into the show notes. Well, Elizabeth, let me tell our listeners a little bit about you. Elizabeth Herbner has been helping people reach their goals since studying health and wellness in college. I am the recipient of her help and support. I am one of those people. Uh, she owns her own business, Teaching Yoga, where she is fulfilling her purpose of bringing peace, light, and love into the world. I know I feel those every time I'm with her. Elizabeth has worked with a wide variety of clients from professional athletes to librarians. In 2014, she actively chose to step down from people leadership and full-time fitness to start working in healthcare. Over her multiple careers, she has found her favorite role is support and cheerleader, which she has learned from her biggest fan, her mom. Thank you for being here today, Elizabeth. Thanks for having me, Amy. Yeah, so delighted. Um, I know that we had talked about focusing on how to intentionally create space in our lives and how to intentionally create space for what, what we want, what best supports, fulfills us, lights us up, allows us to do our thing in this yeah. world. And I know you and I have talked about it um, a number of times. And since our pandemic, you know, yes. we, like we see this opportunity to intentionally choose what we put in, what we might put back in. We, we see world and options in different ways now. And I know sometimes I'm like, stop, 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 people don't rush to put yeah. it all back in. Uh, you're so great at this. Wh wh why is this important to you? How did, how, did you, how did you get here? How did you get to choice and intentionally creating space and creating what you want in your life? It's been a long journey. <laughs> um, I my yoga practice has just been my foundation for a very long time now. So um, I started. I think I took my first yoga class in high school, and just have you know, it, it's blossomed from there. And um, just all of the the practices that I use. Um, you know, I, I tell my yoga students that I am a recovering type A. Um, runner. <laughs> so okay. my, my innate nature when I was little was to just go, go, go and get all the things done and do all the things and, and be part of everything and, and don't say no. And just 
jump in. And, and I thought that was like a natural thing. And I think most leaders can, you know, feel that similar drive in their lives. Yes. And as I went further down the yoga path, I really started understanding how important it was to stay still and listen Mm -hmm. and quiet, not just your body, but your mind. Mm -hmm. So it, it kind of brought me into that safer space of slowing down, giving myself permission to slow down and as my meditation practice grew with my yoga practice, it, it started to hit home that that was super important. And so I I know that like the word meditation and mindfulness can feel overwhelming, like some of these other things that we've been talking about. And it's really super simple. Um, I always tell people start with less than five minutes, set set yourself a timer. Meditation can be while you're brushing your teeth or connect Mm -hmm. it to that habit of brushing your teeth. So like encouraging Mm -hmm. that, but what I found from creating that space is that it gives you your mind, the space to think new thoughts. And so I like to call those the aha moments. So if you are willing to share uh, your first, if you can remember your very first aha moment. Yes. So this is probably the memory that comes up when whenever folks ask me, what's your first vivid memory that you remember? Um, it is in kindergarten. We had an assignment, Elizabeth, to do a page of capital A's. And I took my pen and I made the mountaintops across the top, across the line without lifting up my pen. And then I put the cross of the A's across it. And I thought I was super clever. Like this was, this was efficient, right? This was a great way to get this assignment done, right? And then um, turn that in. And um, I got called to the front of the classroom the next day and was told that although clever, this was not the assignment. (gasps) So it was that moment where I, you know, I made up like, now I'm going to be a rule follower. Now I'm going to be a good girl. But it was also an aha of, oh, people see things different ways, right? There's different perspectives here. Brains work in different ways. That's powerful. Yeah. Oh, that makes me think about an aha with my son. He was about seven and he was learning to stop sucking his thumb. <laughs> and the and finally the dentist said, you have to stop, right? It's, it's going to cause issues with your teeth and your jaw. And his face went white during that dental mm-hmm. appointment. But as the dentist suggested, we put together a little reward program. And Elizabeth, he actually was so sweet about the award program that he put together. It was like four days without sucking my thumb. Then I get a chocolate milk. And then like four more days. And then I get another chocolate milk. And then there was a toy at the end of like 45 days. Well, one day he had been to school. He'd been to after school. He'd been to a friend's house. And I was picking him up. And I was really showering him with praise. You were in these different environments. And everyone's that you've done great and I'm so proud of you and you're finding ways to like interrupt your pattern in a variety of situations and he says mom can you stop all of your cheerleading it is just making the day seem longer 
Well, kudos for to, for asking what he needs. Right? So he asked what he needed. And I was like, whoa, this kid is wired differently than I am. Right? Like, I'll take that positive reinforcement, that praise all day long. And I'm like, style differences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Aha, style differences at play. Yeah. Right? And, then, and, and the thing that sometimes just gets me, and I work with leaders who I know have great intentions, but their, their actions are being counterintuitive, right? They're, gi- they're giving, giving, giving what others don't want or need in that yeah. moment because they mm-hmm. operate differently. Yeah. They, they would like something different, right? Yeah. So we need to have those conversations about what works for you. Yeah. What best support you, what best supports you in this moment. Oh, I like your framing of these aha moments. Yeah. Yeah. So my first vivid memory uh, that I can remember, and I I think it was probably around the the same time as yours. I know it was definitely grade school was that, and and I don't know if you experienced this, but I personally experienced deja vu. Yes, I do. Yes. So the fact that I put that together and I was like, because at the time when it happened, I was like, what is going on? You know, like I was like totally freaked out. And then I, I was don't like, remember having them as a young, young child. Oh, I've always, crazy. I've always had it. And I just, I was totally, and then it, and then it hit me. And I was like, holy cow, this is incredible. And so I've, always used that deja vu presence in my life as like, you are going in the right direction. Like, this is where, this is your path. You're on the right path. Like, and it's funny because I've told people that like when I worked in Chicago um, for uh, the training center, like I literally had it out on a training ride with my boss and I told him that and he looked at me like I was from Mars and I was like, you're kidding me. You've never had this. Like, oh my God. Like it, it's just, again, that different experience and different, you know, happenings for everyone and how we all. And I love what you made it mean. You made it mean synchronicity on the right path, like heading in the, in, in the right direction, right? Like this was meant to be, I already saw Mm -hmm. this. (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) I've been here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, love it. Oh, that gives me goosebumps. And then, um, do you remember your most recent aha moment? What is my most recent aha moment? I I can go first and then maybe I'll give you time to think. I've had quite a few lately. Um, my coworker was out on medical leave. And so I was doing two roles for a little bit. And one day I was like folding towels and I was doing it real fast because I thought I was in a hurry. And and I realized like how you do anything is how you do everything. Mm-hmm. And so I just slowed down and I peacefully folded the pillowcases and the towels because I wasn't in a hurry. And I shared that with my yoga class and I was like, oh. Um, and then just Sunday I was subbing yoga for my, my um, the woman who owns the studio I work at. And she uh, has this interesting person that comes to class and she has these... Um, letters that light up in the front of the room that spell peace. Mm. And I was talking about how my version of gentle yoga was very different than hers. And I take that, that gentle part very seriously. And so it was a different pace that we were practicing at. And he was like, yeah, you can get your peace at a different pace. He just like, Ah. I was like, whoa, like that's so cool. 
And then um, just yesterday, as I was prepping, finalizing my notes for the pod, I had another aha moment about how to share creating this space with people. So I was just really, really happy about that. (laughs) Oh, awesome. I love that you can create peace at your pace. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, So this feels like a little thing. Mm, Two days ago. Um, I wasn't getting to my run until late in the day. So it was happening at the gym and, you know, at the gym, I've got a quarter mile track. So it's pretty nice. Uh, Monday evening, it was pretty busy, pretty busy <laughs> on the track. Um, uh, but I was having a good run. I, I, I had some good, some good pep. I was thinking through some things in, in my head. It just felt like a, um, a great space. And there starts to be two gentlemen who are walking side by side and they're taking up the whole track. And there's like a, there's a running lane and then there's a white line and then there's the walking lane, right? And and I'm just thinking like, I've seen, I've seen other pairs of people walking on the track, you know, and they're careful to look for the runners and then like scoot themselves over. These guys were oblivious, right? So every time I went by, and I did 10 miles and they were walking for a good portion of it. I was, excuse me, excuse me. Right. And I, I, felt, I felt myself starting to get like, really, gentlemen, mm-hmm. like this is a track. I'm coming around like. And I just said, you're having a great run. What are you doing? Like you do do not let this take away from your, from your great run, you know, cause I was getting into the, like, I should stand up for myself. I should say something. I should, da, 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 da. you're having a great run. Like what would have you continue to have a great run? And I'm like, I don't want to say anything to them. Cause I don't want to worry about whether how they took it or what happened or whatever. I'm just, I'll just keep saying, excuse me. And I'll Good just keep getting, getting out of the way. So just I, like, aha, like I have a choice here. Right. I'm starting to get wound up about what I should do and what they should do and what they should not be doing (laughs) in this in this moment. Right. Which is which is allowing me to, you know, talk about it in in humor. Yes. Yes. And that's that's the perfect example of like retraining your brain and creating space for new thoughts. I like your distinction of naming them as aha moments. Right. So that. We, we recognize that we're having a, having a choice, that we're shifting our thinking mm-hmm. in the moment. Uh, because each time we do that, it alters our destination. <laughs> it yeah. alters our destination for the run, for the day, for the project, for the relationship, whatever yeah. it is. So to have like aha mile markers uh, is really great. I'm taking it, that on. Yeah. It, it, and it's so, it seems so small, but it, it's those small things that, and that's what I think about like this, the space aspect is that it seems so trivial. Like why, why do I need to make five minutes of journal time in the morning before I go to my phone? You know, like why, why are these things important? And it it's because you mentally, emotionally, spiritually need a little space. You need to detach and, and then that stuff bubbles up. And you and I have had that conversation about like, oh my God, it is so hard always being the bigger person. And we just keep having people in our lives that, that, you know, help us grow further. (laughs) 
Yes. So, yes. yeah. I want to come back to the 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 power because you you said these two things pretty quickly, but they're big things. Stay still and listen. Mm-hmm. And gosh, I just was really impacted by how in our lives right now and with these phones that we can mm-hmm. access at at any time, it's like we never like stay still. Yeah. Right. I mean, I used to have to stay still when I waited in line for something. Mm-hmm. Cause I didn't have a phone to fiddle with. I wasn't carrying around a book. So, you know, like you, you stood still. Yeah. And that's it, so two, two things that sparked from, from your mention. So even though you were running, you weren't still, mm-hmm. but you were doing a meditative practice. Mm-hmm. You were on that pace of running that felt comfortable. You were having a great run, you know? And so that I think a lot of people, when they, they hear meditation, they think oh, I have to sit and stillness. No, running can be a moving meditation. And that space allowed you to give yourself grace and permission to be like, I'm having a great run. Mm-hmm. And you practice compassion with, with two guys who, you know, maybe you don't know why they were walking like that. You have no clue. And uh, you and I have both suffered loss. And so it just, it sparks like, oh, my dad goes to the Y and he walks with a buddy and like Mm -hmm. people to know that his wife passed away. Like they might get mad at him. Like, like you were getting frustrated with them. And and so it's just this whole, I've just been so much more compassionate since experiencing my loss. Mm Mm-hmm. And, that brings and, me that brings me back to the podcast with Ellen too. Like yes. we have our initial reaction, but like check, check the initial mm-hmm. reaction, right? I don't know what's going on with these yeah. two gentlemen. Yeah, love it. Lovely. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. Thanks for having me. This was super fun. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Courage of a Leader podcast. If you'd like to further explore this episode's topic, please reach out to me through the Courage of a Leader website at www.courageofaleader.com. I'd love to hear from you. Please take the time to leave a review on iTunes. That helps us expand our reach and get more people fully stepping into their leadership potential. Until next time, be bold and be brave because you've got the Courage of a Leader.